Hello and welcome to Pod Save the King, the podcast which aims to guide Britain into the 21st century through the use of discussion and debate. I'm Connor Stanislausius and beside me is Alison Valley, great auntie, co-host and fellow political enthusiast. This episode will be exploring our politics theme, discussing the May local elections. For this topic, we are joined by Tom Besford, the local Labour and Cooperative Councillor for Littleborough Lakeside. Remember, you can listen to us on a walk, before a talk, in the park, or in the dark on your preferred podcast app or website. Podcasts are not regulated by Ofcom, and so we are not held to the same broadcasting rules as radio and television. Hello, Tom Besford, and welcome to Pod Save the King. Thanks very much. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, you are our first political guest that's that's joined us today, and the first elected individual, so it's good to have you here. Yeah. Welcome, um, Tom. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what we'd like to do is start with the kind of big, your origin story, the beginning of your political career, and how that got into, how you joined the Labour Party, so could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I'm a councillor in Littleborough, Littleborough Lakeside, um, I represent um, in on Rochdale Borough Council, and I was first elected in May two thousand and nineteen. So uh, it feels relatively short period of time, but but, but things move pretty quick uh, in 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 local politics. Um, so I had been um, really interested in politics for a number of years, but not really interested enough to get stuck into it in any meaningful way, and um, uh, and. and uh, I moved to Rochdale Borough, to Littleborough, in 2015. Uh, and shortly after that, I got a job uh, working for the local authority or the Arms Reach thing running the Museum Touchstones what? there. Uh, so uh, if you've grown up in Rochdale, you've been to Touchstones. Well, I was I was wangled a job uh, doing that. And as a result, that took me every day into the centre of Rochdale and to the local studies library and to meet the community and, it, and and that's when I first started to meet other politicians, and I really got a sense of, um, uh, I really got a sense of the need uh, for political intervention and the choices that politicians make that can result in people needing to visit touchstones to sit in the local study space because they're cold or not being able to read, or those people who maybe might be there as asylum seekers or as refugees who just need that link that connection to a community and I was really aware of that and at the same time um, we had the floods in Littleborough in 2015 Yeah, uh, and I just found myself with a group of volunteers in Littleborough helping out here with those floods helping people deal with the devastation that, that, that happens to the floods and, and I recognised that I'd been very privileged for all my life and I had just had not come face to face with some of the challenges that people were facing and and I'm the kind of person that when I have when I see an issue I just jump in there and so as a result of that uh, in 2016 I decided to get much more involved with the Labour Party uh, locally um, oh, sorry apologies that is a fact. Our group organizer on the phone wanting to speak to me about something, and I can ring you back. <laughs> I can ring you back later on. Um, 
So, yeah, I decided to get much more involved then. So following the floods and because of my seeing the challenges that many people in Rochdale were facing, and at the same time as this, we were presenting very high-end contemporary visual art, and so I was really seeing all sides and all parts of the community in that building. So the floods and the job politicised me to the point where I decided to get involved. So uh, I started to attend meetings, branch meetings at first, just to understand it because it's a mm. very complicated... Especially the I Labour think Party. it is, uh, and I'm much older than you, Tom, but I, I must say I think it's a bit of a, a dark side, isn't it, how it all works. And I yeah. think quite often people just from ordinary backgrounds like me, you don't feel that you can be part of it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I really struggled to, to, to find a route in, and I think the Labour Party can learn and should learn about how it welcomes and introduces and engages with... Uh, members that are beginning to become active or, or new members full stop really uh, but from there I kind of I wasn't really sure where to get to but then as with all many many um, uh, uh, types of jobs or opportunities a, a person can come in and support you with that and what happened was um, we were told that Littleborough Lakeside in twenty early 2019 didn't uh, had a candidate uh, didn't have a candidate specifically to stand. It's a real challenge finding people to stand. For, for really? The, yeah, on, honestly. Especially in seats that are not nailed on. Yeah. You know, those, if you haven't got a big majority, it's a real challenge finding someone to stand. A, a real hardship. Wow. For all political parties, um, there is not a queue of people. And so... In, Why do you think that is, Tom? Is it, as a, do you think it is a bit about people not having the confidence or feeling that... Uh, certainly that everybody around them, everybody at that branch meeting will be a, a lot more informed, a lot higher intellect than No, yourself. no, I, I'm not. I think maybe that, that might be the kind of thing for people who think that they could do it but don't feel that it should be them. Yes. But I think the vast majority of people, including the vast majority of party members, might pay their subs and then don't participate in. Mm. You, you know, we're looking, you know, you'd be, there's a, not a lot of people compared to the size of the low party membership who are actively attending meetings, mm. knocking on doors, leafleting, and really grateful to yeah. those individuals. Yeah. I suppose for a lot of people, they're juggling a house, children, yeah. and the, the, the life is already full, so it can, I can understand it that for some people it is. I'm finding it challenging to get involved, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's a big time commitment and you've got to have uh, enough opportunity and scope and flexibility within your life Mm. to decide to to get involved. But um, Janet Emsley, so councillor Janet Emsley, who's the deputy leader of Rochdale Council, um, I knew her through uh, various community activities within Littleborough, um, she's a force of nature, uh, and yeah, she's a, a great. I've only met her a couple of times, but I already. I'm she's a powerhouse, wholeheartedly, yeah, absolutely, agree. in the best possible yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so she, we, they were looking for a candidate in Little Bear Lakeside, uh, and she said, "Oh well, Tom, why don't you put your hat in the ring for it?" Um, never even occurred to me that I could do this. There were some other candidates that applied, uh, and I just. Uh, went for but it. But how do did the party prepare you for the role? No, <laughs> no. So I mean, that's what I would find extremely daunting. I 
and, and maybe this is something the Labour Party need to think about to encourage that participation. I mean, there are the Labour Party does a lot of does have training and training yeah. modules, but again, you've got to commit that time yeah. to go to them. And to be honest, I think I was. Would you naive. get a job description to be a councillor? Well, that is the local authority has a lot of that. So there is formal candidates training from the local authority. There is a code of conduct. There's a member's handbook running to hundreds of pages. If you really go through that, it's all on the council's website as well, a lot of this stuff, because the council itself has an option that says, how would you, can you be a councillor? Mainly aimed at people who are independent or who don't have mm. a political party affiliation. So the council provides a lot of that. And oh. as the... Um, Returning off the presiding officer, the chief executive has a lot of the the legal steps. The this is what you do. This is what your roles and responsibility are. It's not necessarily always the Labour Party, and and that's why for local politics, often there aren't massive differences in approaches between different political parties on some issues. Grass cutting and potholes and bin emptying is the yeah. same regardless of yeah. your political persuasion, yeah. or I hope so anyway. Yeah. So your employer. Is Rochdale Borough Council. It's not the Labour Party, is that right? That's right, yeah. that's right. right. So so I have a day job, a full-time day job, and then I also have uh, a councillor as a part-time job. Um, uh, and and that's so I'm PAYE with Rochdale Borough Council yeah. um, for, my, uh, for my member's allowance. All yeah. allowances are published online, so you can look up yeah. and see exactly how much everyone takes, and that's different for, for different authorities and this other kind of additional responsibilities depending on which bits and bobs you get involved in but effectively I was selected in Littleborough Lakeside in maybe January 2019 uh, and that took quite a lot of internal you know meetings and I had to give some speeches and talks and it was a bit of a tight vote there were other good candidates mm-hmm. that put themselves forwards and then once I was adopted as the party's candidate for Littleborough Lakeside uh, then, uh, well, the next thing I was summoned in to meet the leader, where the the council who said, "Who, who, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? And what? Why are you? What are you doing here?" Yeah, it was a, it was a bit nervous. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a funny moment, um, and then it was a matter of trying to win because the um, Littleborough at the time had a conservative councillor, mm. uh, so I was going up against that person, uh, and we, you know, and she had been a a long-standing councillor and is still um, active in the community as well um, and so it was quite a challenge and in the end uh, we fought a, a campaign that was it was about being very active being very visible mm. and doing a lot of groundwork it took a lot of time and um, now, the, now the group whip is just ringing me look at that something's going on so um, and then uh, and then the uh, yeah, so took a lot, of t- took a lot of time, and in the end, we scraped over the line. You know, I had the smallest majority in uh, well in the borough. Well, I was very relieved. Um, a lot of hard work, a lot of activists mm. came out to help support us in twenty nineteen, um, and yeah, then became councillor Tom Bestford, which still feels a, a strange thing to say. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for giving us that insight. Um, next, we'd like to move on to. Your and I suppose Labour's view for mm. Littleborough Lakeside as a ward. Where do you see Littleborough Lakeside by the time you step down as a councillor? Well, I think crucially as a councillor, I'm here to represent and to serve as opposed to stand at the front and lead. So, I, what I hope that I do is listen 
to residents and guide uh, guide the decision making opportunities that come our way in the direction that residents want. Obviously, there's challenges around that because not everyone thinks the same. But there are some really crucial things that I think and that residents think should be happening in Littleborough. So, for example, um, we uh, would love to make sure that village centre is revitalised. There's lots of businesses, uh, a nighttime economy offer, you know, the connectivity between the train station and that area. It's part of Greater Manchester, which is really exciting. Mm. The train is 18 minutes this quickest yeah. one there's you know three or four an hour yeah. so it is absolute prime place for someone to decide to raise a, uh, to bring up a family absolutely to, to, to live yeah. in this beautiful place I mean you're in the hills in seconds it's why we were here it's why we moved yeah. here yeah. for that reason yeah so I want to do everything I can to support and encourage that in addition um, we've got a real challenge with housing uh, in, in, in Littleborough. Can yeah. I just explore that a little bit more? When you say we've got a real challenge, is it that we've not got enough houses or is it the types of houses that's being built? It's all of it, to be honest. So um, we there are currently no one and two bed properties available to rent or buy in, in Littleborough. I mean, they come on and they go immediately. Right. There, there is a shortage of housing, which means that young people... Uh, are not able to remain in the place where they might have grown up. It means that older people who are downsizing to smaller properties um, don't have that option. So there are either uh, lots of, of, of uh, uh, pensioners, elderly people who don't want to leave this place that's been their home for most of their lives, but right. do want to... Um, so there's not enough bungalows or smaller places for them to move to out yeah. of these bigger houses yeah right. but but equally there and there are there's a, a demand for family houses mm. demand for you know because it's a great place to bring your family up here it is. so there's all this housing demand which you have all over the country and then you balance that against the infrastructure pressures against the car park that is the a58 it's a car park at, in by day and a racetrack at night yeah and so that's a real challenge and I think that having lived in different places and in different types of houses that's been certainly a reflection of mine that more houses are built but the roads don't tend to be improved or um and, and i guess like you say that's that's the balance isn't it to try to get because we know we've got the big housing estate here mm. at stubble meadows and there's the one going up near hollingworth Lake. the axo site which is brownfield and um, I think what surprised me um, over the past four years has been how little say we get to make decisions. This and, that was going to be my yeah. next point. And, and how it, yeah. I think because residents think that all the decisions are made by the local council, but that simply isn't true. Is no, it? no, and um, and also also I think you know. How many new builds do we have with massive um, with massive signs on the edge of them saying no more new builds? You know, it's a it's a challenge of where where the appropriate line is to to pull that drawbridge up behind you versus genuine pressures on infrastructure. Mm. Now there are a number of issues around that. The main one in Littleborough is the is the roads, the access roads. I don't know what you do about that, but I certainly think that you well you you physically cannot stop. Uh, everything from being developed and frankly if we are building the right kind of houses we should be talking about one and two bed properties on brownfield next to our transport infrastructure yeah. so that means that there will need to be and there should be 
new uh, new spaces. And, I'm, and look, the, this conversation is something that is happening up and down the country, uh, and it's a real it's a real problem. Uh, but at the same time. Uh, yeah, I, I think in Greater Manchester though um, we've got the transport for Greater Manchester haven't we and that's introduced certainly you've mentioned it haven't you that um, for you it's a lot more affordable oh yeah definitely on the buses and, mm. and he's bringing it back in so that should hopefully encourage people to leave the car at home maybe hop on the bus I hope so we have, we've have we got to do culture change with this yeah. uh, um, you know I'm, a, I'm passionate about uh, the climate emergency about reducing our carbon emissions and the way to do that the single biggest polluter is is the is traffic and the way we need to do that is to move to a London style off timetable public transport system which is something that is coming in mm. um, in the next in the next year or so we need to be able to have a affordable and reliable public transport absolutely the, the problem with the we have at the moment is that devolution means that the trams and the buses are devolved but not yet greater manchester rail uh, and that is one of the one of the things that i know andy burnham and the team at the greater manchester combined authority are chasing because actually the trains can be quite expensive, especially if you're buying a season pass. And, and it will, there will come this point where it's very, very stark that you're paying £2 for a single on a bus, but maybe triple that for yeah. a similar distance on a train. I mean, I've heard of stories that people have flown and it's been cheaper to fly than get the train. Which just seems perverse, really, doesn't it? Well, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Well, there's a massive. A whole it's a whole can of worms <laughs> yeah. uh, on that one. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for that as well. Um, and now our final topic, because I know we are cut for time, um, is what is the Labour Party doing locally um, to aim to target, you know, the main opposition, which is the Conservatives? How is the Labour Party going to win this next local election? I think uh, you. Tackling complacency is the key thing. One of the things I enjoy most about being a local councillor is being part of my community. It's walking around Littleborough, knowing as many people as we can, attending the community events, responding to resident phone calls, responding to emails. Um, You know, my kids go to school here locally. I'm thoroughly and firmly embedded and committed Mm. to this community. And as are all of the councillors in Littleborough, and I would say that that's how you win. You build trust, you are not complacent, you work at it all year round. You know, I, I know, because I handle the data um, information that we, that we look at when we're out campaigning, uh, and, have, and uh, you know, um, I love all that kind of side of it, I know that we have knocked on every single door in Littleborough. On average, we knock on every single door in about every 18 months, there or thereabouts, which means that, you know, obviously people are not in all the time and we might deliver three or four or maybe even five rounds of leaflets or cards mm. a year. That means if you live in Littleborough Lakeside, mm. you've heard from your councillors mm. multiple times a year through multiple points. We're very active on local social media groups as well, answering resident concerns. And I think that's how you build trust in the community. Uh, you uh, you know, it's not, the, the, it's not a natural, obvious place for Labour to hold council seats in, in this area um, at the moment and you do so by building that trust and by demonstrating that you know a vote for myself or Janet or hopefully Richard is a vote for um, for a hard-working local candidate at some point that that can appear to be quite parochial 
but I think that it's really important for a place like Littleborough to be active and visible and seen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any final words you'd like to say to the electorate of Littleborough? <laughs> vote for me. Yeah, vote, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, vote for Richard. Vote for Richard in May, and uh, and and then I'm up, I'm up next year, and then we got and then there's a gap, and then Janet's up the year after that. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Brilliant, Tom Bersford. Thank you for your thank time. You thank you very much, Tom. Thanks. Thank you. So there you have it. Our what first political yeah. guest. Absolutely. Um, and what a fabulous guy to have on our podcast. Absolutely. Really um, interesting some of the things he was saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, for example, I thought it was quite interesting how he, he's had experience working in the Touchstones Museum. Mm. Now, for a lot of families across Rochdale, that's quite quite a big piece of the town centre. It's quite a big piece of Rochdale culture in a way. And the fact that you know he, he's been involved in the local community, not just in a political terms with the Labour Party, but, yeah. but in other ways. I think that's quite positive. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate Tom coming on, don't we? We um, certainly do, and I think it's important to recognise the difference between what's within the power of the local council versus the government directives. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we think all the decisions are, are made locally, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, and you know, we're not just hoping to have Tom on, we've reached out to multiple political parties, um, such as the, the Conservatives, the Liberal Democrats, the Green Party, um, and so as soon as we get replies from them, then hopefully we can have them on as guests. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to Pod Save the King, um, that's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from him, thank you.